everyone. I'm Brian Hemingway, and this is the first episode of Slice of Pie. This podcast is curious about the social, emotional, spiritual side of um, living with primary immune deficiency. One of the reasons I'm interested in this is because I myself have primary immune deficiency. This podcast is going to come out every other week um, for a full first season, which will be hopefully around 10 episodes. And the reason I think this podcast is so important is because, A, I think it can feel really lonely to have this. Um, There's been so many parts of my life where I have not been able to just feel seen or um, heard or understood by someone that has a similar lived experience. And and, And so I want to explore stories that perhaps have resonance for other people with primary immune deficiency. But at the same time, I want other people that do not have primary immune deficiency to have the opportunity to um, better understand the complexity of navigating a life with primary immune deficiency. As such, um, I think what I'm hoping from this podcast um, is that we can move away from talking about the medical component and the biomedical um, component of having primary immune deficiency and more focus on the um, other parts of our life. What does it mean to travel with primary immune deficiency? What does it mean to um, retire while we have primary immune deficiency? The like complexities of living a life rather than biomedical um, stuff. Not that that isn't important, but it is something that we are often encouraged regularly to explore through um, physicians, um, our interaction with physicians and doctors. Um, I can tell you my uh, immunoglobulin levels. I can tell you all of that. Um, and so this podcast just doesn't want to ignore that because that is an important part, but wants to shed the spotlight on the other parts of our life, the social world, the uh, emotional components, the spiritual components even. Um, And I hope that you enjoy that. And in this episode in particular... We, um, I want to sit down and give you a little bit of a background of A, who am I? Um, because this episode is going to be somewhat shaped by the questions I ask. And so who I am and my perspective is important for you all to know. Um, additionally, in this episode, um, we're going to um, kind of roughly talk about the season. Obviously, um, it is going to be an exploration for me. I'm going to learn throughout it. And so um, it's just going to be the rough outline and we'll see where it goes. Um, And then I also want to give a very brief primer for individuals who feel like um, they may not know all the different acronyms that will probably show up in this podcast. And um, that is about it for this episode. But I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. So um, I think it's, like I said, I think it's important that you know a little bit about me. I um, I think that each of us have a unique worldview and that shapes what we notice in the world. And so as a result, I think it's worthwhile to um, expand upon who I am uh, in this moment and how I got here. Starting with who I am, um, because I think that's important, and then I will talk about um, living with primary immune deficiency. 
So I was born and raised in Victoria, um, and it was delightful and silly and wonderful. I spent lots of time obviously being sick, but the the moments I was not being sick, um, well, I was like, I was going out into the forest and I was going down to the beach. I was homeschooled K to 12 again kind of related to primary immune deficiency, but um, that gave me so much opportunity to explore the, the world around me in ways that really felt great for me. Yeah. And so I got to like really explore my nerdy side and my science side. And I ended up um, moving to Vancouver um, to pursue a career in um, sign language interpretation. And I'm lucky to have gone through um, the three years of training and I graduated and I have been working as a registered sign language interpreter. So after graduation of interpreting, I have been working uh, in community, post-secondary settings. And more recently, um, after passing certification, I have, um, well, not certification, technically it's accreditation, but uh, that only matters if you're an interpreter. And if you are, I'm so happy you're listening. But in any case, I uh, got... Uh, I have been working in healthcare as well, and 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 I have been so honored to interact with the stories and and have people trust me with their stories and what they're saying, um, if, all the way from like a family gathering um, to a business meeting to end of life discussions. Um, uh, and I think that whole experience really taught me how important, A, the systems are around us and how they shape our stories, but inherently how important those stories are. And that's actually what draws me to this podcast. Um, in this current moment, I am um, I identify as a queer, disabled um, individual. I'm in um, graduate um studies um, at UBC, uh, University of British Columbia, and it has been a delight and rewarding. Um, to, to kind of speak a little bit more um, um, about why I identify as a disabled person, I think it's worthwhile exploring that a little to A, just define what I mean by that. For me, I understand disability I've come to understand disability through my um, my university studies, um, and I realized that the world is, and again, this is my perspective, and you can share it or you can not share it, and that's totally fine. Um, uh, for me, I realized that the world is built on fundamental assumptions and assertions, and have the have these like grand narratives that shape how we build the world. Um, and one of them is is one of these assumptions is what what bodies look like and what bodies do. And at some level, um, my body as a person with primary immune deficiency doesn't function in that same way. On some days, it, it's closer. And on other days, it is definitely not closer. And I think that for me, Understanding that my body is doing the best it can, doing good work. It is, it, it is whole and complete, but it is different than the expectation. Gives me a great deal of meaning rather than framing it as um, something that is not functioning as well. It is in deficit or... Um, I, I, for me, it helps me to 
identify as a disabled person, A, because it also gives me community, but B, um, and more relevantly, it also helps me to not, not, not be so angry at my body and not have this like adversarial kind of mindset of needing to push through and ignore my body and all of this. I think it has allowed me to come into conversation with my body in a really, really interesting, meaningful way. And it's an ongoing journey. Um, and and to touch on the like community aspect, I think a lot of the things that I struggle with um, or the experiences that I have or the barriers I face are um, sometimes shared by other members of the the dis- disability community. Um, and that has been meaningful to find kinship um, and to feel like I have a community. And so just uh, uh, perhaps too, uh, perhaps longly, but in a nutshell, that is why I, I identify as disabled. Um, but yeah, I'm a graduate student at UBC right now. Um, I am studying healthcare relationships uh, at this exact moment. We'll see where it evolves by the time I graduate. But yeah, so that's me and my life right now to move to primary immune deficiency. Um, I think all of us have a illness and diagnosis narrative. I will try to uh, speak to mine. It is always a bit strange not to know who's listening. And I think I think many of you might understand this. Like it is, I always tailor it of like, how long do we have? How much time, how much awareness does this person have? Um, and also the initial reactions of like, oh, okay, this person's not comfortable with talking about illness and and uh, a death or like near or, or, or the worry of death or anything like that. Like then all of a sudden you like reduce your story. So I was born much like many people, um, uh, most people maybe, but I have not done the research. So I, I will be careful with that statement. Um, so I was born and uh, I was really sick as a kid. And I think that's a common thing that is a story that I've heard from many others. Um, lots of bronchitis, lots of uh, upper respiratory infections. Um, and um, as a result, my childhood looked different, meaningful, deeply meaningful, but different than most folks. Um, I, yeah, I remember being bedridden for months, trying to go to K to 12, like public school, getting sick, coming back to homeschooling. Um, and that was kind of the cycle for a while. Um, oddly enough, getting pneumonia <laughs> multiple times in a year does not do great things to your body. Everyone's deeply surprised. Um, <laughs> um, it's one of those things where uh, as we get closer to the age of 10, uh, or I did, not we, just me, um, I uh, got uh, sicker and sicker. My, m- m- I got skinnier. I got um, less and less healthy and, and um, finally got a diagnosis at the age of 10. Um, and that's kind of like an interesting turning point in my life where um, I started um, infusions of uh, intravenous immunoglobulin, which you will always hear most people who, who have this will talk about IVIG. That is what that is. Um, it was, it was not an easy first infusion. It was 
obviously a, a little bit um, complex as a 10-year-old to navigate this like complex um, medical procedure. Not really, not super complex, but um, complex and overwhelming feeling for a 10-year-old. Um, yeah, it went, uh, not to get into it too much, but like it went not necessarily bad not necessarily great it was somewhere in between and it took me some a while to get into like the the rhythm of it and to figure out what worked for me uh, after starting the infusions i was lucky enough that my body responded really well occasionally side effects and what have you and we'll probably speak to that a little bit more in in future episodes but it was kind of this night and day difference it was uh, um it was this moment where I did not realize how much energy you could have. Like that, that was the part I didn't like. I, I knew that I got sick a lot. I knew that I slept a lot and I was tired a lot. And if I'm being honest, I still comparatively am compared to other people that um, I know. But the difference was wonderful. I got to like go out and play and adventure and start doing sports regularly. It was like a night and day difference and um, I couldn't be more thankful. And so I did that for 10 years. Um, and then for the last 12 years, I have been on subcutaneous IG, immunoglobulin. You'll, you'll hear that often referred to as SCIG or sub-Q. Um, and that's just an infusion that I do at home, um, just under the skin, um, often, and it's different for everyone. I do it in my abdomen. Um, and it is much easier and simpler. It is, um, I'm not sure I, I like by the time I had changed from IVIG to SCIG, um, the, uh, IVIG was not that big of an issue for me. Um, and again, everyone's story is different but it's interesting because i uh found that um the big difference for me was just being able to like do it at home i didn't have to make the plans i didn't have to think about oh is that this friday is it next friday it was the simplicity of it that has been really wonderful um and i think that brings me to today um i will say as a human with primary immune deficiency i and this is my own somatic I, I call it my somatic experience the the experience of living in my body um which i don't know what it's like to live in anyone else's body thank god it's complex enough to live in my own body um yeah like i still deal with fatigue i still deal with some pain flares and that kind of stuff um illness is obviously a complexity um particularly during a global pandemic um yeah and so I'm still on a process of learning who I am and how to navigate my own body. And I'm sh I, I don't think that is unique to people that have a disability or people that have um, primary immune deficiency. But um, yeah, it's been a meaningful journey thus far, and I'm looking forward to learning more. And I think part of the reason I'm excited about this podcast is because I get to learn more about the various ways that you can experience primary immune deficiency. Um, and there's no right way. And I think that's kind of beautifully human. Hey, everyone. I know that for me, at least, during the pandemic, it has been hard to socialize and connect with people in the same ways that I used to. But I wanted to tell you about a resource that might 
help. SIPO has a Wednesday night patient meetup. Um, it happens every other Wednesday, and it is a space for people living with immune disorders to come and talk and discuss. It's online. And if you are interested in joining one of them, no sign up is required. You can find the link in the events section of the SIPO website, which you can find at cipo.ca, sipo.ca. And you can also find uh, the link on SIPO's Facebook page. Come check it out if you're interested. So I also want to take a little bit of time to uh, kind of give you the shape of what season one is going to look like. Um, again, it is a process. I want it to be human-centered. And so as a result, when for the first season um, in which I'm hosting, it will be um, flexible in the sense that we will explore what people want to bring to the table. Um, we will have a general focus for most episodes, but... Um, in in for example, if we're talking about travel or we're talking about something else, um, it might be that someone wants to speak to the social aspects of travel um, or or something comes up that seems very important to explore. So I just want to like kind of give you a general overview of what you can expect for the um, rest of season one. I am hoping um, we are going to talk about things like infusing and infusing for the first time. Um, also, what does it mean to take care of yourself as a person with PI? How do you travel? What is the experience of traveling um, uh, as a person with uh, primary immune deficiency? Also, um, we're hoping to touch on topics like mental health, um, navigating uh, retirement, um, probably the, uh, probably also the pandemic as well. Um, I think that's a salient thing on most people's minds and certainly is a big factor of how I'm living my life right now. Ultimately, at the end of the season, I am going to be, um, kind of giving you my own reflections on what I have learned through this process. I'm very curious and excited to talk about and talk to a lot of people with primary immune deficiency. Um, I always learn so much from everyone I, inter I interact with. And, um, and so the season is like a very exciting thing for me. Um, and I want to make space to talk about how I've grown and changed through the season. At the same time, um, I would love to hear from you as the, uh, as, as people who, listen to this and I would love to hear what resonated for you or what ideas um, came to mind or something you wanted to add or a story. Um, I'm hoping that you can, um, I can share this on the podcast at the end as well to make it kind of a community of reflection. Um, if you are interested in doing that, and I'll remind you throughout the season, you can um, email me at uh, podcast at cipo, C-I-P-O dot C-A. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be a journey for you and I. I I am exploring a lot of topics that I'm still struggling with and I don't know about. Um, and so I'm really excited to have guests. Uh, most guests will be people with primary immune deficiency and um, with the occasional like expert who um, has experience with people with chronic illness or uh, expertise on the topic of uh, primary immune deficiency. 
So that's kind of um, what season one is going to look like. It is going to be um, released every other week. And um, I'm looking forward to it. So I appreciate that any community has a unique way of talking um, and uh, jargon that may or may not be accessible. I know um, and I hope that some people listening to the podcast, A, don't have primary immune deficiency. I think that's wonderful. I am I find it fascinating to explore um, other lived experiences other than my own. And I welcome you to this podcast. Um, at the same time, um, I know that some folks are new. I am lucky enough to be um, 23 years post-diagnosis. And um, so... I have had the opportunity to interact with these topics um, very often. And I still kind of get confused sometimes and don't know everyone's own individual like terminology. So I just want to give you um, from my perspective, based on what I've learned, um, what uh, some common terms that uh, you will hear during the podcast. Um, and these are just my own perspective. Uh, these are my own definitions based on interacting with other people with primary immune deficiency and also just talking with doctors. Um, no doubt some of these might be um, defined differently elsewhere. CVID is one of the ones you'll hear quite commonly. That is common variable immune deficiency. Um, another one you will hear is hypogammic globulin anemia. Again, a, diff a different type of immune deficiency. Um, you'll also hear PID, uh, primary immune deficiency, um, which is um, specifically primary immune deficiency means um, something you were typically, my understanding is that it's something you were born with rather than acquired immune deficiency, which is something you acquire through life. Um, uh, then you'll hear PI or PI, um, which is primary immune deficiency, um, but tends to get shortened because it's fun to say PI rather than PID. But sometimes you'll hear someone say PID, and they mean primary immune deficiency. Um, you'll also hear commonly SCIG or sub-Q. Um, those both refer to um, infusions of immunoglobulin. Um, and uh, that is something, the infusion specifically happening, um, it's injected into a layer underneath the skin um, rather than into a vein. If it's injected into a vein, it is um, IVIG, which is intravenous immunoglobulin. Um, and those are some of the like common words you might hear. The other one you will hear regularly is CIPO, the Canadian Immunodeficiency Patient Organization. They are the one supporting this podcast, and they will probably come up in discussion as well. And those, that's kind of your like basic 101 of primary immune deficiency terms that will probably show up. But I would like to remind you all to keep in mind that individuals might use these in different ways. That's totally okay. This is just my own perspective. That brings us to one of our concluding segments, which is Sweet as Pie, where we uh, explore the gifts that primary immune deficiency gives us, the opportunities, the uniqueness, the the kind of moment where we look at it and say, thank you for something. Um, I know it has given me a lot of gifts throughout the years. Not that I'm saying it is easy to live with, 
But for example, it has made me have to sit still and think and reflect and adapt. And I think that has made me a more robust and and um, dynamic human and also given me just some really wonderful insights to into the world and to other experiences. And for that, I'm deeply thankful. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what each of our guests kind of identify as a moment that is, for them, sweet as pie. So I think that brings us to the um, conclusion of this first episode. Um, I'm excited moving forward. We will have a guest each episode. Um, but for this one, I just wanted to make sure um, to introduce myself in a, in a fair and complex way. Again, this is my own perspective, and this is going to be you joining me on on my journey. Um, and as a result, it'll be our journey um, as we kind of learn more about primary immune deficiency. If anything resonates with you, um, please feel free to reach out um, and share any stories. Like I said, if you do send uh, email to podcast at sepo.ca. It may be shared in the final episode. So keep that in mind. If you want to share something um, publicly, I will not be using last names. I will just be using first names. But um, I would love to hear from you guys. If you like this episode and are as excited about the season as me, um, you can feel free to um, subscribe on whatever platform you're using to uh, be notified of the next episode that comes out. Like I said, every two weeks is the goal to the end of the first season. I also want to take this moment to thank CIPO, um, the Canadian Immunodeficiency Patient Organization. Quite quite literally, they, this podcast is only possible thanks to CIPO's support. Um, and I'm incredibly uh, thankful to them for giving me this opportunity. I, I, I love I love stories and I love learning about other people, I think it always helps me to understand myself. And so I'm, I'm very thankful for them allowing me to host the first season. And with that, I think that that brings us to the end of the first episode. I'm looking forward to seeing you in two weeks time when we both get to learn more about the complexities of being a person with primary immune deficiency. Mm-hmm.